Hi, I'm Nikki O'Brien and this is Quintessential Being. This podcast is a heart-driven passion project of mine. It's about sharing stories, journeys of self-discovery, giving you actionable tools, shifting perspectives. It's about bringing you anything and everything that will help you understand yourself, love who you are right now, and deepen the connection with those around you. So thanks for joining me and let's jump in. Never in history has the spotlight shone so brightly on the discordance between women's empowerment, the patriarchal culture and the systems our world operates within. Recent events have highlighted this and while some feel despondent, others feel the reaction to these events prove that the tide is turning. This brings us to the mother wound, an ageless affliction that's passed down through our ancestral line from mother to daughter, a subliminal learned behaviour both subtle and vicious in its power. This knowledge, absorbed by women in the pain, grief and sorrow, arising from trying to establish our power and potential in a society that doesn't make room for us, is heavy. We struggle to make sense of it, and in essence, as Dr. Oscar Serilak says, it forces us to internalise the dysfunctional coping mechanisms learned by previous generations of women. Today we talk to counsellor, healer and coach Melissa Essence, who specialises in issues that surround the mother wound and how they impact on emotions, anxiety, addiction, relationships and careers. All the things. She works with clients, helping them recognise and overcome these challenges to face the blocks and recurring behaviour patterns that are linked to unresolved childhood issues. Today, she gives us insight into how the mother wound shows up in our lives and a great take-home tool to start the journey to healing for ourselves. Thank you so much for joining us on Quintessential Being today. I'm super excited to talk to you about this because I feel like this topic is just huge, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not only personally for people, but I feel like it has so much healing and just needs to be shared. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Can you give us some insight, first of all? into your own healing journey around the mother wound? Okay. Um, Well, I kind of feel like I need to explain what the mother wound kind of is before Mm -hmm. I go into my um, journey with it. Mm -hmm. Um, My stories, um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, is a a really big one. You know, I've got a big, big mum story. Um, But I think what I love about the mother wound is that it's an archetypal wound that all women have. Um, so it doesn't really matter about what your story is or where you've come from, but we've all got this like bit of mother woundedness in us. Um, and it's just something that's so taboo. Like, um, there's a lot of shame or fear or guilt in actually even talking about this concept of, of being hurt by our mothers. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, I'll talk about my story. So my story, um, yeah, my mum has a a severe mental illness, so she's bipolar Mm -hmm. and I grew up, um, you know, with this mother that, um, you know, I was. I can. I can remember. I would have been about four years old when I just got this strong sense that um, my mum just wasn't present. Like she just wasn't there. And oh. I was trying to explain to her. Like I'd read something on a little Christmas present that said you could open it um, on Christmas Eve, but to open this present. And I was trying to explain it to my mum, and she just completely 
you know, wasn't there, didn't understand, I don't know if she was drinking or partying on and kind of dismissed that as, you know, I was a child and, and I didn't know what I was talking about. And then the next day we opened the, the presents and um, there were Christmas stockings, you know, so clearly they should have been opened the day before. And, you know, like, and I tried to kind of say, Mom, see, kind of told you. And again, like there was just no acknowledgement. It was like as if she couldn't even understand me. And, wow. Um, yeah. And I know from that kind of moment, um, I kind of then internalise this sense that what I have to say isn't valid. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's listening to me and, you know, what's the point in even kind of speaking up? Um, so it's those kind of moments like that that really internalise this kind of sense of, of um, yeah, that I'm, I'm not enough in the world. Mm. And are those, um, like that, what you just said then about mm. not feeling that you can talk, that you, you know, that you can speak Mm. um or that your opinions or questions or whatever are valid is Mm. that a big theme huge yeah 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 and so can you talk a little bit about the themes of the motherhood i'm assuming there's a few different ones yeah so it can manifest in a a lot of ways but basically it's the gap between what you needed as a child Mm -hmm. and what you didn't receive Mm -hmm. from your your mother or your your kind of primary caregiver Mm -hmm. um and it's um yeah, so it depends. Like everyone's story is different. So we all have different versions of a mother wound. Um, some mothers might be really overly motherly. So they're not neglectful at all, but they're kind of um, kind of too present or not allowing you to make mistakes. Mm. So therefore, you kind of grow up with that kind of a mum. Might be perfectionist, house is clean, it's not okay to make mess kind of a mum. <laughs> yeah. That's my mum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then so from that then comes a sense that it's not okay to be messy or it's not okay to be imperfect mm-hmm. or that somehow I'm not enough because I'm not living up to this standard of of what it requires to be loved. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and so that's when we get those kind of perfectionism kind of standards or I'm not good enough kind of stuff that comes through, that, that kind of core messages. That's huge for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like that was my childhood. Yeah, and so see that so you can have on the outside a kind of home that looks perfect mm. you know it's everything's clean your parents have money they've got good jobs and you can be dressed really nice and going to school yet you're still living with this kind of woundedness mm-hmm. of emotional um kind of needs that weren't met as a child and you feel like you can't live up to that perfection too mm. which is a huge a huge thing huge yeah. huge yeah and then so we end up then that kind of manifests in other ways it could manifest as working um you know shitty jobs Mm -hmm. thinking we're not good enough Mm -hmm. like working so hard for people and not getting paid what we really deserve yeah it can manifest as relationships with men where we um you know are constantly trying to live up to some ideal and we just you know think that they're better than us and we're not as good as that man that we're, we're kind of being with so um that wound can can hit all those those areas yeah yeah wow so when did you delve into the mother wound when did you realize that this was um you know on your personal journey Mm. something that needed to be looked at and healed effectively yeah well well, like I said like I was on kind of the other end of that spectrum of my mum was not a perfectionist clean freak she was really unmanageable and Mm -hmm. not really there so I guess for me I knew from a really young age that my mother was not um a not a well person or not I didn't have the language of that but I knew that something wasn't right so my pattern was I was overcompensating for that okay so it was as if I had to pretend for my mum and I was the caretaker so it was I kind of kind of um I guess yeah took on all her shame Mm. of, of that so I kind of lived in this shame of yes I know my mum's 
not a good mum, but I can't tell anyone about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's huge. It was huge, yeah, because it was on a deep level, this sense that um, if I tell somebody, um, I'll be taken away or mm. she'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And at that core, like, we love our mothers. Like, mm. I was completely dependent on her. Yeah. So to be – that fear was, like, nearly bad as a fear of death. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of live with that internalized fear that I had to kind of cover up from my mom and even, and compensate for her. Yeah. So I developed the kind of caretaker behaviors, the over sense of responsibility that I'm responsible for everything. Yeah. Um, kind of being really like above my years in understanding about money and food and what's happening and, and trying to even be so worried about my mom and my family, you know, mm. in my life. So how those kind of things mes- manifested for me is being really obsessive, really um, worried all the time about what's happening and worried about um, life and money and kind of thinking I have to have everything under control mm-hmm. all the time and not let anybody know that I don't have my shit together. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. So control was a big... Huge. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So um, so obviously that led went on in my life and um, like I found other ways to kind of relieve control. So okay. my journey is one like through kind of addiction and uh-huh. and um, using kind of like marijuana and, and different drugs to just escape from this like intense... Responsibility. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that extreme kind of responsibility and then the only way to escape it is to jump to the other extreme which is yeah that that, that's right yeah 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 yeah. okay and then so traveling through Mm. your addiction Mm -hmm. then um tell us about uh, the start of the healing and when you realize that you sort of needed to unpack everything. Yeah. Is that how it... Yeah. So I've always been that kind of a, a soul, I guess, that's mm-hmm. always thought there's stuff going on mm-hmm. um, and read books. You know, like I think my first self-help book was Louise Hay. Oh, wow. You Can Heal Your Life. What a good one. It's a great first one. one. Yeah, well, it's the <laughs> one, you know. Um, and she kind of, not that she calls it the mother wound, but she does do a bit of touching on the kind of concepts of what patterns we picked up from our parents. Wow. Yeah, and she really invites you to kind of look at your parents' lives and understand where they've come from. Um, So that was probably the beginning of my kind of, I guess, inward journey. It would have been about 19, where I finally kind of admitted, hang on a second, my mum's a big drama in my life. And she was, like, my mum was unmanageable. She was in and out of um, psychiatric wards. She was you know, so unmanageable that it was a big dramatic thing in my life. So I guess when I was 19, I moved away from her, moved interstate. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, that was my journey of saying, you know what, I'm actually going to separate mm. from my mum. But physical separation does not equal kind of emotional <laughs> separation. No. I ran overseas to get away from <laughs> <No>. my stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. follows. It does follow you, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so how did you come across, you said um, yeah. finding Louise Hayes' yeah. book was like sort of your first yeah. um, step along the mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. So how, how did you even come across that? Um, I don't even know how I came across that. You know, like I find things, I'm a really kind of spiritual person and mm-hmm. I just believe that when you're ready, it appears. Totally. You know? Like um, one day I, um, I was walking down the street and I tripped over a book. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, how is that and the it, divine yeah. intervention? <laughs> and it was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, and I wow. literally tripped over it and tripped. I was like so unconscious. I think I was stoned. I'm like tripped over this book. <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> 
probably should read it. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, things just kind of come to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that kind of, you know, I, I was a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I like to read. I bet I was very much about reading spiritual things, talking about it, telling other people how they could fix their lives <laughs> <laughs> while just kind of not really looking at mine. Yeah. Um, so that kind of went on for quite a few years. And then um, how it all came kind of, I guess, to a head was, I um, met. I ended up in a really toxic relationship with mm-hmm. a guy who ended up using heroin, oh, wow. which was really, really full on. And yeah. um, he ended up going to a rehab to mm-hmm. get um, well. And through his experience going into a rehab is when I kind of got introduced to all these other kind of um, ways of looking at things cool. um, with counseling and addiction. And yeah. you know, like I'd never seen my life in that kind of a, a context Lens. before. Yeah. yeah. So in, and because, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't use heroin or things like that. I never thought of myself as having an addiction yeah you know I wasn't that extreme picture of what a drug addict looks like yeah isn't it funny how mm. we do that I um you feel like sometimes it's not I'm not that bad mm. like or it's not oh, that bad or yeah. the issue isn't that bad so yeah. you can kind of maybe live in denial a bit longer I don't know definitely yeah and also because I had that pattern of I'm the one that's in control and yes. I'm the one that's responsible so on the outside I had a good job yeah. I um was having these incredibly toxic situation with my partner yeah. you know it wasn't domestic violence but it was very abusive yeah. and um not telling anyone about it yeah because I had to paint this outside picture yeah. that I've got my stuff together and I can't tell anyone what's going on um so yeah. yeah yeah so how did you get through that yeah and then um yeah so I went to I ended up going into rehab I went into mm-hmm. this rehab and they actually treated me for codependency oh wow um which is um you know this kind of concept that I needed something outside of me to feel okay yeah and then I went through and did a lot of therapy so that's kind of okay. my therapeutic journey started yeah. there that was about seven years ago and had you know some really great counsellors yeah. along the way that really helped me understand me, yeah. um, and did quite a bit of inner child healing, which um, was really transformational for me um, to do that kind of work. Yeah, and so the actual mother wound itself, that concept only really came to me a few years ago mm-hmm. um, when I encountered Bethany Webster, who wrote a she's written um, a book on it called How to Heal the Mother Wound. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a free ebook that you can just get online and, and read. And, and she's got lots of great articles. Awesome. Um, so she's kind of the one that kind of has coined the phrase, the mother wound. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. But the concepts of it are kind of deeper and go yeah. way further back. But it, she's kind of given it that label kind mm-hmm. of as the mother wound. Um, and, you know, she's done a lot of great work because it's, it's such a taboo to mm. kind of because people kind of go, we can't blame your parents or they Mm. did the best they could. And yes, they did do the best they could. And, you know, it's not about blaming them. No. um, But you really need to have a space where you can actually own all of the feelings and the, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to do the healing work, you have to actually own it. You can't just do this kind of spiritual bypassing, which I see all the time, which is that, you know, I've forgiven them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm a better person. They did the best they could, you know, that, that really just keeps it down. I love that. Can we just talk about that again? Because I feel like that's super important, that spiritual bypass concept, because I feel like I've definitely done that in my Mm. life where you, yeah, like I'm kind of getting the picture, like you over, yeah, you just gloss over, like you said, owning all the feelings that come with that. And because it's almost like society tells us that we have to get to the point of acceptance Mm. and forgiveness and, you know, taking responsibility for your own stuff. But through... Yeah, wow, I can just see how powerful it would be to 
own all those feelings mm. and then move past it. Well, that's the kind of the idea, yeah. yeah. But this spiritual, you know, we, we want to skip that bit, you know. Yeah. We want to get the instant. That's oh, the messy bit. Yeah, you know, all that kind of just fill myself with love and light and yep. say the affirmations yep. and it's all okay. And like there's those things are good tools, but mm. you actually have to go into the shadow. You have to yeah. go into the underworld. You know, you have to actually go and reclaim the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that's so scary, <laughs> reclaiming yeah. the pain. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, and so can you tell us a bit about what you do now? Yeah, so now um, I do, I work as a transpersonal therapist mm-hmm. um, and that's been, yeah, a really amazing journey to kind of do this work because, um, you know, after all my own healing, I just got so into it and mm. I wanted to help others. Yeah. So I got really called to inner child healing. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of take, well, I help people one-on-one, which in, in a lot of different ways, but I basically take them on healing journeys to kind of meet their inner child mm-hmm. through like a bit of a meditational type therapy Yeah. and really introduce them to those kind of wounded parts that, that, um, that need healing. Yeah. Okay. And so for someone who's never done that before, can you maybe elaborate on that a bit more about how the session would flow and, mm. um, you know, cause I imagine claiming all that pain is, <laughs> yeah. um, really scary. Yeah. So yeah. someone thinking about it, like, yeah. um, yeah. Can you just give us a bit more of an idea and how, yeah, well, I how guess, we feel safe in that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have all kinds of clients that come to see me and for all different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, often it's just because they might have anxiety or, um, like people don't often come to do the healing. People come, <laughs> you know, they, for other reasons. they do, they come, they come because yeah, they've, they're, yeah, usually it's anxiety. I think that's just a nice word that people know that's, something's wrong you know and it's socially acceptable (laughs) socially acceptable yeah or depression and and things like that so people come for that reason um and then usually it's just look it's like a counseling I guess we just kind of talk about things Mm -hmm. and then um then I kind of help I guess I do a combination of helping with understanding like a bit Mm -hmm. of education about things and then invite you know it might just be you know a five minute or a ten minute meditation where we might go in and um, just talk a little bit to some of these parts and, and hear what they have to say. Wow. Um, yeah. Powerful. It is powerful. Yeah. So where can we find you if we want to explore more? Yeah, so um, I'm online at um, melissaessence.com. Mm-hmm. So you can find my website there and I'm on Facebook as well and I do some posting about different things from time to time so you can find me there. And so before we go, I've mm-hmm. got a few more questions. Mm-hmm. One is can you give us a take-home tool, something mm-hmm. that we could use right now maybe if we wanted to do a little bit of our own inner work around inner child mm-hmm. or the mother wound? Yeah, yeah, we can. So I think a really good tool that you can do is to write a letter. Mm. Yeah, it's a powerful, it's a biggie, yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. And um, you can be really honest with a letter. Very honest, you know, and, you know, just reassuring yourself that you can write a really honest letter and you're not actually going to say it. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of this stuff we don't, we would never say these things to our mothers. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not really appropriate too, but it's no. about having our ability to express some of these words that we probably maybe wanted to say and we didn't get to say. Um, so writing a letter to your mother, mm-hmm. um, just completely honest how you made me feel. Yeah, you know, wow. When this happened, I felt like you didn't hear me, you didn't see me. 
um, in this moment, what I really needed you to do was mm. give me a hug, mm. you know, and if you can track back some experiences and, and write in a, in a, in a letter, um, that's a really amazing tool um, yeah, for, wow. for healing. And then after you've done your letter, you can choose to do something with it. You might want to burn it. You could burn it at the full moon. Um, just something a little bit ritualistic to let mm. it go. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, because um, when we were talking before about even dealing with a mother wound, mm. we would get so you just get so caught up in the love and loyalty, don't yes. you, towards yeah. them? They were your mum. They brought you into this world. That's right. And yeah. 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 And so we're still being loving and loyal. Yeah. Um, but we're making and respectful and all those beautiful things. Yeah. yeah. But we need to make take responsibility for our own stuff, yeah. and that's about kind of carving out a space that's our own space it doesn't have our mums in that space it's our own private space to do our own private healing yeah yeah and that's why it's good to come and see someone because yeah. that space is kind of made for you, you yeah just, you just walk into it yeah um but as we grow and develop you know it's about how do we make those spaces in our own lives beautiful i love that thank mm. you um and what does spirituality mean to you <laughs> Such a big question. I know. <laughs> and it could be a million things. It could be a whole series of that. Um, and, you know, oh, what does it mean to me? Um, I have so many threads. I'm a very intellectual person and mm-hmm. I actually have a degree in spirituality studies. Um, wow. I do, tell us yeah. a little bit about that before yeah, you move on uh, to anything else. I could else. tell you about it. Um, well, so I went to La Trobe Uni in, in Melbourne and oh, wow. yep, studied a lot of philosophy and um, anthropology and such all these different things and I, they combined together in a spirituality studies major cool yeah so it was pretty cool yeah yeah because yeah. I was because my mum was so um manic she went into mm-hmm. psychosis a lot which yeah. I experienced as a child okay so I was trying to find this like I need to prove it's real because she was yeah. locked up in hospitals and I like I don't want to be crazy you know you go through that phase yeah, where you're yeah, like yeah. oh my god I believe in this stuff am I crazy yeah <laughs> So, um, yeah. So, so that really grounded you, hey? Well, no, because I was completely in my head. So I had this whole intellectual... No, but I, um, the, did the degree really ground you into the two worlds, like bringing them together? No. No, no I got lost in my head because oh. I was I completely intellectualized the oh, whole thing. So, okay. yeah, so it was like an intellectual concept of, okay. you know, metaphysically what is the universe, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so what I actually think is spirituality now mm-hmm. is you know, to be embodied, to be whole, mm-hmm. to um, kind of integrate all these parts of ourselves and be as whole as we can. Mm-hmm. That's my kind of... Current... Like calling them back home. That's yep. like the picture that Definitely I get. Definitely calling yeah. them back home, you know. Wow. So, yeah, whereas once it used to be a... I could talk for hours about other dimensions and spirit, you know, all these you know, esoteric things. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yes, I understand those things, but today my spirituality is my home in my body, mm-hmm. you know, in my being, yeah. Wow, that feels really nice. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and before we go, what book have you found recently or from in the mm-hmm. past that has inspired you and helped you helped you to value yourself more or shift your perspective? Yeah, so I'm currently reading a book called Belonging by mm-hmm. Tokopa Turner. Okay. And it's such a beautiful book. She's just released it. Um, and it's about belonging, Um yeah kind of these concepts of how we feel like we don't belong Mm. and then how to kind of claim that belonging in ourselves and in the world wow so can you give us a little insight into that that is yeah and she um is a dream worker so she really works with dreams so there's loads of dreams kind of weaved through the book and Mm. um it's about yeah she kind of just talks about her own life story which i love in in her book as well um and 
Yeah, she just touches on kind of concepts of belonging, like, for example, um, going through exile where we feel like we have to um, leave the, the social norms or leave the family or leave our friendships groups to kind of go through this process of finding ourselves um, to kind of return home again. Yeah, like a rebirthing almost. Yeah, and there are other kind of concepts in there, like she actually talks about the death mother um, which is another interesting kind of archetypal concept um, that comes up in dreams um, as well. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So Belonging by... Tokopa Turner. Okay. I yeah. will put that up on the show notes Great. too. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Okay. I feel like My I pleasure. could talk to you for hours. <laughs> oh, I could totally talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. Bye. If you feel that you might be resonating with some mother wound healing, I highly recommend going to see Melissa. Find her at melissaessence.com. You can have a look at her inner child healing work, transpersonal counseling, coaching programs, and she also offers some free meditations on there too. Thank you from my heart to yours. Please feel free to rate and review this Apple podcast and share with your friends. Head over to quintessentialbeing.com for show notes. Until next time, big love and take care of you.